My people, what are though? We back. I'm back with another episode of All Black Men Need Therapy. My name is Chief. And I'm Bell. And we about to get the show rolling. Our player partner, homie Prentice, is out doing his thing. We'll talk about that in a second. But, but hey, what's good, man? I feel like, you know what's crazy? I talk to you every day. Literally and, every day. Like, and, Lorraine actually gave me shit about how much we talked yesterday. Why she hating? She's just like, you, you want to phone him again? Tell him get some better friends. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. Like, don't get mad because you ain't got no best friends. I don't know what right. to tell you. Yeah, I don't want to tell you. Anyways, um... So it's crazy because we talk every day, but this I just this form is just different, bro. So it's like no, but that that speaks to why we do it though. Right. Right. Like there's there's no question that black men speak to each other every day, but the question is what y'all talking about. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just your day-to-day stuff that's happening, which is great, which is great, but it 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 there's no typically there's no time. Uh, dedicated to mental health check-ins, right? Like, how you doing? Like, what's like, what's going on? You know what I mean? So you're right. Like, that's that's indicative of a lot of us, right? And a lot of relationships we carry. So we spend way more time talking shit than doing mental health check-ins on the phone, for sure. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong. Like that, that's a, that's a form, right? But with our particular conversations, it can go on literally for weeks. And there could be something that's plaguing one of us. And if, if, if one of us doesn't bring it up, then it won't, it won't be brought up if, if we don't, you know, pry, you know what right. I mean? And, right. and intentionally um, go after that portion of, of our mental. But anyway, as far as my check-in, man, I'm good, man. I got, um, I got a lot going on, bro. Like a lot. And, um, and I need to find a therapist sooner than later. Not Nothing's wrong. I just, Things are only going to get busier and I want to just continue to, to grow and, and help with these new things I'll be encountering. But yeah, things, things are well, man. I just got back from Mexico. Um, my cousin got married, went down to Playa del Carmen for three days. Hindsight being 2020, we should have made it four. It was three, three nights, four days, but we should have made it four nights. It was a good time and the resort was beautiful. Um, felt good to get back to Mexico, get out of the country. Um, so that was good. I'm going to Florida tomorrow. Um, spend some time with my second mom down there and my brother. And um my and one of my really, really, really good friends having a bachelor party. So I'm gonna kill two birds with one stone when I go down there. Um and work, man, work is popping. Like work, work is going extremely well. Extremely I'm well. I'm gonna hit you tomorrow. We're gonna talk about that too, because I ain't been I ain't been caught up in a while. You know, I I, I like listening to them stories, so I'm gonna check yeah, in. Man. Sure. Yeah, man. Um, it's working. That's what I'll say. Right? Like, what what I'm I'm attempting to do. The team's buying. It's working. Right? Like they they're doing the work, and we're growing. And um, we're believe it or not, man. Even through all the shit, we're on our way to a banner year, which is crazy because the team went through a lot, especially with a new leader and me coming in and uh, things are going well at work. No, no complaints at all. That's why I feel good about going on vacation, which is going to play into what we're going to talk about. But um, how are you doing? What's up with you? I know you are uh, good, man. You talk, ain't, talk, I, don't, I don't know if you told the folk nephew walking and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you told him that it's been a while, but I don't know if the people on the podcast know nephews out here stomping. 
Yeah, man. He had his physical today, actually. We had his physical today. All right. And uh, my dude is literally, literally off the charts for everything. <laughs> like, the doctor was like, yeah, he, he weighs as much as my five-year-old. She was like, granted, my five-year-old's tiny. But, uh, but yeah, he, he weighs, my, my son's 15 months. <laughs> so just for perspective. Um, but yeah, he's literally, literally off every single chart. He's above 99% off every height, weight, head circumference. For all y'all that got jokes. Um, <laughs> I was going to have, but I'm going to let that slide. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, so yeah, he's, he's walking around, walking upstairs. Dude's crazy. He was yes, just a lunatic. But anyway. Yeah, I was going to tell you, I, we let the world know about uh, your, your, your car trials and tribulations. I still ain't. Uh, first of all, I've been calling my man every day, giving him my car drama and just like seeking his financial expertise because he's one of my more financially savvy friends. And I just be out here impulsively shopping and shit. But um, I haven't found one yet. I know what I want and I'm going to wait a couple months and, and let the price lower. The new ones will be out. I'll get a 2021 that'll still be new for me and my first very brand new car. I'm stuck. I'm set on that. Regardless of what I get next, it's going to be brand new. You know what I'm saying? You got money, y'all. I ain't got no money. But um, my shorty started pitching lessons. She getting nice with it. Major mm -hmm. P just started softball. I mean, uh, flag a couple days ago. He's still running around. Four, he, don't, four, he don't want to do baseball? Yeah. Or, I mean, or T-ball t t softball? I don't it's know. football season, cuz. Yeah, yeah, T-ball. He did, he did no, baseball. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I know that now. I'm just... I was just all I knew about was that and like soccer. I no, he remember. finished. He finished baseball. Oh, he did baseball. I can't yeah. remember. Okay. All right. Yep. And uh, football. He had his first full-on collision. Wait, they got he in pass now. No, but he took it. He's in flag, but he he run up on cats. You know what I'm saying? You're hard like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that was every, cool. Every team um, got one. Outside of uh, outside of not having a car, man. I tell you what, I'm, I don't want to shout dude out because, you know, I want to keep, you know, whatever. But I, it was crazy. Homie from a long time ago, I haven't talked to him. And we talk, I don't know, once a year on some head nod type stuff. Pulled up in front of the crib like, yo, you looking for, you need a car? I got two of them. Hold on to this for a while. Let me know when you want to give it back. I thought that was real yeah. cool. Like, just shows the heart of some people, man. Just out of the blue. I, ain't, I mean, talk to homie, like I said, once a year and it's a head nod. You know what I'm saying? None yeah, and I think, I think as important of as the character in people is the character in you. You know what I'm saying? Like the fact that you don't have, I mean, I would I would say the, the relationship with you and him were the, was the strongest in maybe 2011. And even then it wasn't like super, super strong. Right. And the right. fact that right. you, you guys communicate in the, to the extent that you do. And he saw your post about your car. And then that was the first thing he did was to pull up on you. He ain't yeah. asking no questions, nothing. He just pulled up on you. So I thought that was super, super dope. Um, and again, I think, I think, again, another trait that we all have is we don't give ourselves credit. Like that's a lot of credit to you for being the person that you are for him. To right. And, and I felt, I felt bad taking it and I still feel bad kind of holding on to the whip, but I'm like, yo, I'm texting like, yo, I'm not going to drive your junk crazy. Like, I'm going to take care of it. And he's like, yo, if I didn't trust you, I wouldn't give it to you. And right. I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm like, that's, you know, it, it, it's, it's just dope. It's a dope feeling to have people in your corner when you, you know, the least, the least person you expect to pull up on you like, yo, take my car until you get a new one. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's dope. And I don't want to take advantage of it. So I'm trying to do my own thing, get it back. And you know what I'm saying? Whatever. But I feel like that's how it be, though. I yeah. feel like it'd be, 
the people, I don't want to say that you least expect, but the people that, that that's come out of nowhere when you, when you need them, right? You don't even know that they're there for you, you right. know, until, right. until something happens. Right, because I'm telling you, in, in all of my struggles, he wouldn't be someone I would think of calling. Right. You know I'm saying, and for him to pop up, it's like, yo, that was that was so dope, man. I'm so appreciative of this. So like, today I got I got his rear brakes done for him, you know what I'm saying? As like, you know, I mean, thanking him for, for the, you know, looking yeah. out, so whatever. So that was kind of cool. But, um, yeah, and, he didn't, and yeah, that's, we can leave it at that. That's what's up. So transitioning to P, Prentice is now a football dad. Both his boys are playing football. He's hella dumb hype about it, which is cool. But um, transitioning to the, today's topic, P, be mindful of your boy's mental health in playing these games. And we talk about just the mental health of people in sports in general, or just people in general. You know, this was about, you know, needing therapy or whatever, but particularly with the, with the, the rising uh, situation with Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka, I believe it is, you know what I'm saying, with mm-hmm. their, you know, their mental health issues in the, in the vast, large public eye, making choices to remove themselves from specific events that all eyes are on. And, and and it's a lot. And people have so much to say about it. You know what I mean? But before we get into that, can you think back, Bellhead, to a position or a time in, in your athletic career where you may not have known them, but looking back at it now, your mental health was severely impacted or you made a decision to protect your mental health or vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Someone made a, made a decision that wasn't paying attention to your mental health or yeah, I'll give a, I'll give a very, very um, elementary, elementary example of me specifically. So for those who have like caught up on the Simone, Simone Biles thing, um, obviously being an Olympian is 99.9999999999% of this population will never understand what that is. Right. Um, so I was reading up on it or listening to like what's happening with her and everything like that. And we'll get into that in a second. But I was just thinking about what she said in her words and how the pressure, right? The pressure that they receive as a as an Olympic athlete. I mean, I don't I don't give a shit if you don't medal. If you're an Olympic athlete, like you're the elite of the elite, right? So and I was thinking about what she's specifically going through right now. And the only thing that I can compared to, and, and, and just perspective, guys, right? I played Division One football, but I didn't play in SEC, right? I played in the Big East, which was respectable, but it wasn't, you know, major, major, major college football. We played some major college teams, but my point is I played at a high level, but there's levels at a high level, right? right. So that's right. one. Two, I say that because I'm not trying to compare my situation to her, but what I'm saying is I understand that feeling that she's going through to a, to a degree. So she's talking about anxiety. She's talking about all the things, all the pressure, everything like that. So quick story. Um, I played at the University of Connecticut, right? And um, my class was the first division one class and we built a brand new stadium, right? So it was a 40,000 um, seat stadium. And my first game there, I remember, like it's been so much hype. Like that's why I came to the school, brand new facility, like all, all, all the bells and whistles. Now, I remember I was a redshirt freshman, so that means that was my um, – I was a redshirt junior. That means it was my my third year playing, and I had uh, one more year to play after that. Anyway, um, I remember getting so hyped for the game, like playing dips at DMX, all the get hype stuff, right? Uh-huh. And, um, and I run out of the tunnel, man. 
and seeing and hearing 40,000 fans for the first time, like we perspective, we played in like a 16,000 um, seat stadium before. So hearing that and it being at capacity, I literally, literally was debilitated. Like my adrenaline was so high that I just like shut down. So like I shut down and I couldn't, I couldn't function. Like I had to go see the trainer and everything. I, I really, I couldn't function. It didn't last long, but it lasted long enough for people to notice. You know what I mean? So like I, I got too hyped up, which I didn't even know was a thing. And that caused me in the moment to change my pregame process. So because I would be so hyped running out there, that there was literally nowhere else for my emotion or adrenaline to go. So what I started doing is changing what I listened to. So pregame, I went from listening to all get hype music to like literally 70s soul music. Like I used to bang the uh, Dead President soundtrack, the, the Dead President's the movie soundtrack. And I used to just mellow me out. And then when I ran out on the stadium, in the stadium, then I would I would get to max capacity, mm-hmm. you know, and I would go from there. But that's when I was listening to Simone, that was the only thing that I could equate it to. And, and again, you, another thing that, that you need to keep in perspective is the level of athlete she is. So I'm not a doctor, but I would imagine that the level of stress and anxiety is relative to the level at which you compete. Right. You know right. what I mean? Right. Like, right. It's just it's just levels like it's as cliche as that is it's just levels you know and and they said she has what's called the twisties which is like um vertigo for gymnasts right for all intents and purposes you in the so, air flipping your body telling you to twist or some shit like yeah yeah you get there you're supposed to be flipping but your your mind is telling you, you should be twisting mm-hmm. so that's what ended up happening and then that once she told everybody that that's when they got um it became real for the rest of her team, from what I understand, just based on the reports that I've read and listened to. So, but we're going to talk about how athletes are just not treated equally or fairly, right? But, but anyway, that's my that's my example. What what about you? What um? When you I don't think really. That? I don't. I can't say that I have. I mean, when I think back to my mental health, I just think about like wanting to quit several times and not being, I mean, I guess that's more of a perseverance type thing. I'm not, I mean, it could be mental health too. No, it's mental health too, because I mean, it's Wayne. You got to a point where you want to quit. I remember, <laughs> I remember my, first, my first week of school, I remember calling my mom and being like, I want to come home. Like, I hate this. And my mom was like, well, pack your shit and come home. And in my, like, in my head, I knew she knew what to say to me in that moment to get right. me to be like, because if she, like, if she had, she had, she tried to encourage me, I would have probably been like, nah, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, all right, I, I, nah, I'm, I'm tired, I'm done. But she was like the complete opposite of what I expected. And it, it made me be like, no, I ain't coming home. Like, get right. out of here with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, I'm, I'm about to fight this out. And that was like, that it weighed on me mentally. Then my junior year, I remember I had gotten hurt twice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, lost one whole season and got hurt in the spring and i just remember like being defeated yo being real defeated and then we went to practice one day and i had like i balled out had like a phenomenal practice 
and afterwards, coach like coach was he said something about just me being aggressive and whatever. And I remember like I like I, I remember walking to, back into the locker room and like no bullshit. It was like a like it mm-hmm. clicked. Like it started it clicked for me. And like this is how you like this is what you need to do consistently. Like and it wasn't like I was practicing soft or whatever, but like maybe I just you know, we got a stigma of being hard hitting from New Britain. And I was, you know, I was a pretty pretty good hitter. And right. I I just wasn't as aggressive as he needed me to be in shedding blocks and like things like that. So when like it just it clicked for me and from that point forward it was like, okay, now now I understand. And I think it it was a, a mental barrier I had somewhere, but that one conversation kind of just helped me turn the page and, and 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 be able to do what I was supposed to do. Yeah, man. You know what I think too with this whole situation? Like, I feel like offended maybe is the right word because I feel like there's a constant attack on black women. I mean, that ain't, right? ain't going to stop. I know, but I feel like people just wait for opportunities to be quote unquote justified by attacking black women. You oh, know yeah. I mean, like, because now mm-hmm. they're talking about, oh, she quit on her team and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yo, fam, like, understand what she, like, she has a right to protect her mental health. Yeah, but that's the thing, man. That's the thing. And it always begs the question, right? It always begs the question if, if this was a white athlete, would we be having the same conversation? You know, I don't know. Like, I, I can't say that we wouldn't. I can't say that we wouldn't. But I can say that there's been enough injustice towards us for us to question it. Right? Like, it been, it, there's been enough for us to question it. And I don't feel like it's fair. Like, I feel like, I mean, not that life needs to be fair. But I just feel like you love these athletes. And this is athletes in general. Right? You love these athletes when, when they're up. Right? When they're, they're doing what you want them to do. And the second that they try to do something for themselves, it's like, no, like right, you have an obligation right. to fulfill all my needs. Right. It's like, right, bro, right. You, you sound crazy. And I mean, it's, it's as as sad as, I mean, as fucked up as it's going to say, but it's kind of like, fuck them people. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of what we said. Yo, I don't got time to be catering to y'all. Like, this is about me. You know what I'm saying? And you're right. When, we, when they take that moment, they get shunned by the entire world. And it's like, yo, how long do you expect, right? And 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 maybe non-athletes will never understand this. So maybe I'm um, preaching to the choir and with you, because you on you'll understand. But it's like, how long do you expect somebody to perform at that level without some type of mental wear and tear? Right. Right. Like, so, again, man, we're not talking about your JV high school basketball. Nah, we're talking about the absolute like the best, best in the world, in the Craig. world. Not just the city, the world. Right, not the city, Craig. The, like, yeah. Like, the so did you hear what they tried to do to Shorty, though? What specifically? They basically, so the, the way I understood it was, basically it was kind of like, she's the, the best of the best. And because mm-hmm. she's so good and no one else can compare, they wanted to minimize her scoring points, her points scored, to balance it out for everyone else. So it's kind of so like, like everybody gets a trophy. It's kind of like, you know, Tom Brady throws a touchdown pass, you only get four points because he's so good. I didn't hear that. 
don't yeah, know so that. That's that's the equivalent of like Mike Mike, you know, LeBron's out here killing them, only give him one point for every bucket he scores instead of two. No, I did not hear that. And yeah. that is insane. So that's kind of what it is. And that's that's legit what happened. That's like yo, that's crazy, fam. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing, man. It's like you gotta think Olympics only come around every four years. Well, with the exception of this year because of COVID. But um, like that's their full-time jobs. Like these Olympians, they don't they don't work, right? They don't work in corporate and train on weekends. Like right. that's all they do. That is their life. So for somebody to put that much time in and for them to say, no, nah, I gotta pause, you can't where, where's where's your, your humanity? It's at, like at the at the most pivotal point in her career the thing she's worked so hard for like all she does is this right you know trained for this particular moment and to be like yo i'm not ready to do it i can't do it no more and then you're gonna shut her for that like come on b and that's so i got this thing right i got this thing man where i feel like powerful black women i feel like they are um People get insecure about it, right? I think I think powerful black women, and not everybody, obviously, but specifically in white women that I've noticed, and again, not all white women, I'm just saying what I've noticed is there's been a lot of like, like venom being spit towards these black women, right? Like I think about Kamala, um, Kamala Harris, our, our vice president, and I'm reading like, Two white women in particular that I know, like, like I know them. Like one of them went to my wedding. And then, and I'm just reading like how angry and upset they get over, for, for lack of a better term, let's just call it an under an uh an oversight, right? And like talking about I want to knock her out, like I, I just I hate her. I'm like. You let this person get you that riled up, right? Over right. over them saying have a uh, a happy Memorial Day or a happy long weekend or whatever it was. I'm like, think it would be the same if it were a white male president? Would they say the same thing? No, but that's that's what I'm saying. It, it, it's just something. And again, it's just I'm not saying that this is a fact, guys. I'm saying this is just what I've observed. That when it comes to black women, there's a lot of white women that. I don't know if they feel attacked. I don't know if they feel um, triggered because they don't measure up, right? And they just try to tear them down. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't have an answer. I'm not a white woman, right? And I'm not and specifically. I'm not these white women that made these comments, but it just, it just bothers me, man. It, it bothers, like it, it, it bothers me to the point where it's like, damn, like who are you inside at your core? You know, like, because nothing that anybody says to me, I shouldn't say to me, says that I observe that's not directed at me, my family, my friends, is going to get that much of a rise out of me. Right. Right. Like, I don't, quite frankly, don't care enough about what you're doing, president or not. You know, like, if if it's impacting my people, then, yeah, I'm going to definitely care. Right. I want to have my opinions. I'm going to have my feelings. But some of the things I've seen online, and, and a lot of them is from Fox reporters too. And I'm like, yo, like, why? Like, what, what, what happened in your life that somebody says something harmless 
and you just, it's like off with their head. And the same thing with some bombs. It's like the, my girl wants to take time for her mental health. And it's like, oh, well, she had time to do this. She had time to do that. It's like, you guys really understand how serious this is? Right. Like, remove the person, right? What if it's your 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 aunt that, that needs time for her mental health? Right. Is yeah. it like, you know what I'm saying? It's, but that's what I'm, my point is. But I, know, I know I'm going off on a tangent, but my point is athletes, specifically black women, are never given the benefit of the doubt. And that's what bothers me, you know, having a black daughter. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's just like, like what it's just crazy and i don't know when we'll get there but that's just something that it it, it particularly particularly irks me because it's just well, like I, mean, it's I have seen an abundance an abundance of support for simone biles with a lot of you know a lot of celebrities a lot of marquee names in the industry showing love and showing support and for the most part the pages have turned now and people are looking at it from a more understanding perspective which is which is also dope but simone's doing it she's doing the right thing she has her own like you heard she opened like her own gym. I don't know where it's at, but like her own gym to help, you know, female or help the gymnast feel safe. Remember they had the whole predatory situation yeah. before coach and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And they do, they work on the gymnastics and all the mental health stuff. So that's pretty dope. And I heard Naomi Osaka's on the same thing. People gave her a bunch of shit when she dropped out of the, uh, the, uh, the French open or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, yo, I'm not going, I'm not going to hold you. What I, what I thought initially, I thought Simone was doing this like in um, support. Oh, now, oh, like, okay, yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. what I initially thought. I'm like, yo, that's dope because Simone's a bigger name, they're right. both huge. Like, I'm not trying to minim- minimize Nami Osaki, but Simone has a bigger name, right? Mm-hmm. She's literally unequivocally the best in the world, there's no debate about that ever. And I'm like, maybe she's doing this to hold, hold her down, mm-hmm. right? And which I think would be that, I mean, that level of sacrifice that that's huge and i think that's dope but if she's not in it in it in, in it's it is in fact her own mental health that's important right so my point is whatever the reason i think it's justifiable either way right. like if right. it's in fact you know, her mental health is, is in jeopardy then take time if it's i'm riding with now naomi that's dope too you know because maybe her thought was Again, I'm not saying this is true, but my thought process was she'll get more people to respect it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's now two athletes, two black athletes, right? Two high performing athletes. Now it's going to start the conversation, you know? So that was my my take on it. And that all makes, and that that all, it it all makes sense. Even if she was just doing on the strength of like, I support my homegirl, that's enough. Like you said, it's enough. It's enough yeah. to go, you know what? You got to respect that. And it helps people yeah. maybe look at it like, yo, we got to, and we have to find a way to to get more people to support black women because they, they got it rough, yo. Yeah, I just had a, um, I'm on our uh, DE&I board and uh, we just brought in these, um, this nonprofit um, to help us. And the whole time he was talking to white male, he's, he's a, he runs the he runs the program, and uh, as I'm listening to him, all I was thinking is he's gonna make a lot of people uncomfortable, right? Because he's like he said something to me, not to me, to the to the to the to the team, it was like profound. When he said he, when he 
addresses white males or white people. He's white, like I said. And he confronts them with their biases. And the first, and he said, and typically what their response is, I'm not racist. And he's like, well, it's not enough for you to be not racist. He's like, because if that's the case, that's a very low bar. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. He's like, right. you need to be anti-racist. You know? And I'm like, holy shit, I never thought about it like that. Like, like that's the bar you set for yourself, not to be racist? Mm-hmm. Like, like, damn. Like, you know, but um, it was just it just provided perspective. And and I think that's the evolution, right? Getting people to to understand that we all got biases, right? Myself included, you know, against our own people at times, you know, but it's, it's just a bias. It's, it's unconscious and it just happens sometimes. How do and, we, um, how, how do you think we assess that? How do you think we look at, you know, we, 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 how do we find a mirror or a friend or a companion and assess or identify what our biases may be? I mean, dude, there's so, you can Google um, unconscious bias training. Like there's so many things that you can do to um, identify your own biases. We, we have, I'm sure, the school district has something. Let's make right? it an episode, yo. Like let's, take the test? Let's make it an episode. Let's see what some of our unconscious biases are. Open our, expose ourselves right here in front of the people. You know what I mean? Record it. Oh, yeah. I, I mean. Be like, I boom. You know, I didn't even realize I was like this. You know what I'm saying? That's all. You you've, know, never, you've never done it before? No, I never have. Yeah, I've done it a number of times. We all got them, bro. I'm telling I'm you. Sure. I'm, I'm like, sure I do. Not even realizing it, though. And, it, and, it's, and it's, it's not even. It's so subtle. Right, like you, you wouldn't. At no point you look at that and be like, "I didn't." Like at no point you look at like at that, like, "Damn, I'm 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 a racist." You'd be like, "Yo, I didn't even mean it like that. Or I didn't think about it like that." It's, it's, it's completely unconscious, mm-hmm. completely unconscious. We all got them. Even the people who run these organizations teaching anti-racism, they have them. Like it's it's it's. It's it's just one of those things like we we all have them. It's just like you said, being able to identify them. Right. So yeah, we can definitely do that. I can um I can pull pull one up for us, and we can take it. But uh, so I was I was I mean just as you're talking, I'm thinking I'm just going. You know what? Like as far as the finance of like how do we, how do we, we need some we need some some therapists help. some therapists help, to, we need some therapists to tap in, and and and. and be a sponsor, first of all, do that. But we would like to promote your business and kind of show people how and where they can get help. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people, you know, they may not feel comfortable Google. I don't know. But if we can be like, yo, call this person, call that person. We got some numbers. Yeah. Go to the end of the episode, check these numbers out, call them up, let them know what's going on. Because I think people need access to this support. And if they don't know it's there, then they probably- and, and And I think people need the encouragement, right? I think this platform allows us to speak about, like I said, I'm like, I will also want you guys to hold me accountable. Like this is like probably like the fifth or sixth episode where, I mean, I've been in Boston for six months now. There's really no excuse for me not to have found a therapist out here. The, 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 so this is a perfect example. I know the benefit of therapy. I'm educated enough to understand um, how to find a therapist. And I'm acknowledging I need to find one and I still haven't done it yet. Right. Right. And I've been here six months. So it's like, just people so who I'm, haven't even I'm, come to I'm terms. on your heels then, bro. I'm on your heels for that, just to make sure, you know, you stay where you're supposed to be. 
Yeah, I got I got to get one. And um, like I said, everything is fine. But that's the other thing, the, the misconception is you don't have to get a therapist because things aren't fine. In fact, I would argue when things are going great, that's when you need to get a therapist the most. You know what I mean? To be proactive, right? Because when, when, you know, the old saying, more money, more problems, right? So it's like when things start changing in your life for the better, you're exposing yourself. Like Prentice talked about this at length, right? Like he's getting all these doors opened up and now he's dealing with things that he may not have had to deal with before, you know, and and that's just human nature. It's just it's just life. So, so that's why I'm like, okay, I need to I need to be more proactive, um, or proactive in general because I'm not right now. I'm being very reactive, and I don't want to get to that point where I'm like, oh, oh, another thing I want to mention, and we can make uh, we could probably make this another episode. Um, actually, we are going to make this another episode, but essentially, I was going to reference my mental health and how, um. I finally feel comfortable taking a five-day vacation, right? From work. From work, yeah. So people people would assume that, it, I mean, because at first you was you was worried about leaving the baby, you know, with, with your moms and, 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 um, and mamita for a little while because you didn't want to wait too long. But now you're willing to step away from work like, yo, everything going to be all right. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm going to go take yeah, care of myself. And it's, and it's not like this just happened. It's just something that I now feel comfortable talking about and doing. Because, you know, we can, we're going to make an episode of this, but I feel like people of color, man, we always feel like we, we, we're not afforded the same luxuries as everybody else. Yes. And, um, and we're going to talk about it, but it's not like anybody told us not to take a five-day vacation, but nobody encourages us to. Right, right. You know what I'm so I'm going to front. Like, I saw this quote one day, and it was something along the lines of, if you passed away today, your job will hold a moment of silence and replace you the next day. Mm-hmm. And it was like, take the per- take them personal days. And I'm just like, you know what? As much as I'd like to believe I'm important in that place, lately I haven't been feeling, feeling much that way. But at the end of the day, I'm like, if I got a vacation to go on or, you know, I need to break, I'm taking it. And yeah. No questions about it. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And, and not for nothing, man, like, if there's ever been a time in a black community where it's justified, it's now, right? Just in general, like with everything that's been happening over the last 18 months in general, you know what I'm saying? Like we need time to ourselves, and there's more time in the day than we give ourselves credit for. You know Call, out. <laughs> Call out. Call out. <laughs> we say, Bill, I'm not, a, I'm not above calling out from the parking lot. Or shit, yo. I'm gonna get Brianna here to tell her story about that, but she called out forever in the park the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I let her tell it, but but yeah, man. Um, but again, related to mental health, same thing. You know what I'm saying? Same yeah. thing. Maybe I have maybe I have her on that episode actually when I talk about that. I think that'd be good. Yeah, so. that'll, be, that'll be dope. But yo, man, we I think. Well, first of all, shout out to you and P. Y'all held it down the last episode. I checked it out. I was listening. I laughed my ass off. Y'all boys, you know what I mean? Not that you couldn't. I expect you to. But, you know, it was just weird not being a part of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm, that's the first but, one you missed. Yeah, I know. I know. First yeah. one you missed. Nevertheless. Um, so what's up? How are we going to close it? What's your final thoughts on this one? My final thoughts, man, is this. Um, give people more grace. All right? Give people more grace. Give give people the benefit of the doubt. And... um. Cause I was talking to one of my salespeople today about a situation and um, 
he had feelings about a situation. And I said, uh, I said, look, man, if you give them the benefit of doubt, they could burn you 100%. But if you don't give them the benefit of the doubt, you'll get burned every single time. Every single time. Right? Like, I said in one way, shape, or form, you'll get burned every single every single time. So it really doesn't cost as much to give people the benefit of the doubt and give people some grace. Right. So that's, that's my final thought. In, in certain situations, but you know, other situations, people have already taught you how to treat them, so handle that accordingly. Yeah, you 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 give people. I'm right. You give them the benefit of the doubt initially, mm-hmm. and then you see what happens. If they burn you, then now you know what's what. Right. right. But a lot of times, people just need that benefit of the doubt to prove themselves. Right or to get through whatever situation. So, yeah. so I'm going with uh with the whole protecting back to the protecting black women thing. That seemed to have been a theme for this this season, I guess. But like, they just they they need our support. One of my homegirls, shout out to Tracy, man. She's a huge advocate of you know protecting black women, and she's kind of put me in my place on several different occasions. On and nothing like bad, but just kind of like calling me out on my bullshit and. It's, it's enlightened me in terms of like just being able to speak up and protect. And I, it was, I saw a video the other day where uh, one of the Karens stood behind a dude parked too close to her car. So she couldn't open the door the whole way. So she stood behind his car and wouldn't let him back out. And then some, and he got out the car. He was, and then some black lady came and like just opened her arm and put her back to the Karen and was like backing her up. Like, come on, brother, back out. And that's the type of shit that we would, we would need to do for them. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. They they don't hesitate to step up and look out for us. And I think we need to make sure we're doing the same thing for them. That's a fact. That's a fact. They they that is a fact. I agree with you 100 percent on that. Yeah. So, so this may I be think, the theme uh, of this, this season <laughs> un, unconsciously. Right, 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 right. So I think um that'll be it for this one, Bellhead, man. It's always, you know, always a pleasure. I'm gonna hit you tomorrow. I definitely want to hear about that work thing, y'all. I'd be so intrigued listening to you talk about that shit, man, for real. Um, yeah, no, for sure. Nevertheless, y'all, we we keeping this party going. Email us at allblackmanneedtherapy at gmail.com. Hit us up on Instagram. We 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 looking we we looking for some sponsors. We want some sponsorship because we got some things we need to do behind the scenes. Um, holla at us. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We don't got a Snapchat. Um I think that's it. Yeah. Do us I'm all good. a favor per usual, y'all. Hug a black man today. And tomorrow, we out. Peace. Peace.